Hello, Saints. Welcome to the Bible Podcast, a show where we read through the Bible in a year, just a few chapters each day. Today is April 5th, and we're working through the first book of Samuel. Today we'll read chapters 24 and 25. Let's begin. 24. When Saul returned from chasing the Philistines, it was reported to him, David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 specially picked men from all Israel and went searching for David and his men in the area around Wild Goat's Rocks. As Saul passed the sheep pens on the way, there was a cave, and he went in to relieve himself. David and his men were hiding deep inside the cave. David's men said to him, Today the Lord promised you when he told you, Listen, I'm going to hand over your enemy to you, so you can do to him whatever you want. Then David crept up quietly and cut a piece from the edge of Saul's robe. But afterwards, David felt really bad because he'd cut off a piece of Saul's robe. And he told his men, May the Lord prevent me from doing anything like this to my master, the Lord's anointed one. I will never attack him, for he is the Lord's anointed one. He reprimanded his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. Saul stood up and went on his way. A little later, David came out of the cave and shouted, My master, my king! When Saul looked around, David bowed down with his face to the ground. Why do you pay attention to people who say, Watch out, David wants to harm you, David asked. Just look, you've seen with your own eyes today that the Lord handed you over to me in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I showed you compassion and said, I refuse to attack my master, for he is the Lord's anointed one. Take a look, my father. You see this piece of your robe I'm holding? Yes, I did cut it off, but I did not kill you. Now you can see for yourself, and you can be sure that I have done nothing evil or rebellious. I have not sinned against you, but you are hunting me down, trying to kill me. May the Lord decide between you and me as to who of us is right. And may the Lord punish you, but I myself will never try to harm you. As the old saying goes, from the wicked comes wickedness. But I myself will never try to harm you. Who is the king of Israel coming after? Who are you chasing, a dead dog? Just a flea. May the Lord decide and choose between you and me. May he pay attention to my case and support it. May he save me from you. After David finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that you speaking, David, my son? And he wept out loud. He told David, You are a better person than I am, because you have repaid me with good, but I have repaid you with evil. Today you have demonstrated how well you have treated me, for when the Lord handed me over to you, you didn't kill me. For if a man caught hold of his enemy, would he let him escape unharmed? The Lord reward you well for how you've treated me today. Listen, I know you definitely will be king, and your rule over the kingdom of Israel will be secure. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not destroy my descendants who follow me, and that you will not wipe out my name from any family line. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went back home, but David and his men returned to the stronghold. Chapter 25 Samuel died. Everyone in Israel gathered to mourn for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. David left and went to the desert of Paran. A man from Maon was very wealthy. He had property in Carmel and owned 1,000 goats and 3,000 sheep. He was in Carmel shearing them. The man's name was Nabal. 
and his wife's name was Abigail. She was a wise and beautiful woman, but her husband was cruel and treated people badly. He was a descendant of Caleb. David was in the wilderness, and he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten of his young men and told them, Go and see Nabal at Carmel. Greet him in my name and say hello from me. Tell him, I wish you a long life. Peace to you and your family, and may everything you do prosper. Now I've heard that you are busy shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we didn't mistreat them, and nothing belonging to them was stolen all the time they were in Carmel. Check with your men, and they'll confirm it. Please be kind to my men, especially since we've come on this day of celebration. Please give whatever food you can to us and your good friend David. David's young men arrived, gave Nabal this message from David, and waited for his reply. Who does this David, son of Jesse, think he is? Nabal replied. Nowadays there are many servants on the run from their masters. Why should I take the bread and water I've supplied and the meat I've slaughtered for my shearers and hand it over to these strangers? I don't even know where they're from. So David's men turned around and went back the way they came. When they got back, they told David everything Nabal had said. Everyone, put on your swords, David ordered. They all put on their swords, and David did too. About 400 followed David, while 200 remained behind to guard the gear. In the meantime, one of Nabal's men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent some messengers from the wilderness to bring greetings to our master, but he only insulted them. David's men were always very good to us, and they never mistreated us. All the time we were out in the fields with them, nothing was stolen from us. They were like a protective wall to us both day and night, during the whole time we were with them looking after their sheep. You should know what happened and consider what you should do about it. Disaster is about to strike our master and his whole family, but he's so obnoxious no one can talk sense to him. Abigail quickly gathered together 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already slaughtered, five seahs of roasted grain, a hundred raisin cakes and two hundred fig cakes, and loaded everything on donkeys. She told her men, Go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she didn't say anything to her husband, Nabal. As Abigail was riding her donkey through a mountain valley, she saw David and his men descending towards her, and she met them. David had just been complaining, So much for my protecting everything that belonged to this man in the wilderness. Nothing at all was stolen from him, and yet what does he do? Pay me back evil for good. May God punish me very severely if I leave even a single one of his men alive by morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and bowed before him, her face to the ground. Falling at his feet in respect, she said, Sir, I accept full responsibility for what happened. Please listen to what I, your servant, have to say. Please do not concern yourself with this worthless man, Nabal. His name means fool, and he is really foolish. As for me, your servant, I didn't even see the men you sent. Now, sir, as the Lord lives and as you live, the Lord has kept you from shedding blood and from taking your own revenge. Sir, may your enemies and those who want to do you harm be like Nabal. Please accept this present that I have your servant brought to you and give it to your men. Please forgive any offense that I, your servant, have committed, for the Lord is sure to set up a dynasty for you that will last a very long time, because you, sir, fight the battles of the Lord. Wickedness should not be found in you as long as you live. If anyone pursues you and tries to kill you, then your life will remain bound up with those the Lord your God looks after, safe in his care. But he will throw away the lives of your enemies 
like stones from a sling. So when the Lord has done for you, sir, everything good he promised and has made you ruler over Israel, you won't have feelings of remorse or a guilty conscience over unnecessary bloodshed or of taking your own revenge. And when the Lord has done these good things for you, sir, please remember me, your maid servant. Then David said to Abigail, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you to meet me today. May you be rewarded for your wise decisions, for preventing me from shedding blood today and taking my own revenge. On the contrary, as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you hadn't rushed to meet me, then definitely not a single one of Nabal's men would have been left alive by dawn. David accepted from Abigail what she had brought him and told her, You may go home in peace because I agree with your advice and grant your request. When Abigail got back home to Nabal, he was in the house partying like a king. He was feeling very merry and he was very drunk. So she didn't tell him anything until the next morning. When Nabal had sobered up the next morning, his wife told him what had happened. When he heard what she had to say, he had a heart attack and was paralyzed. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal down and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise the Lord who has supported me against Nabal's insult and has kept me from doing evil. For the Lord made Nabal's wickedness fall back on himself. Then David sent a message to Abigail asking for her to marry him. When David's men arrived at Carmel, they said to Abigail, David has sent us to bring you back to become his wife. She stood up, bowed down low, and said, I am David's maidservant. I am prepared to serve and to wash the feet of my master's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and, with her five female servants, went back with David's men and became his wife. David had also married Abinoam of Jisreel, so they both were his wives. However, Saul had given his daughter Michal, David's wife, to Patiel, son of Laish. He was from Galim. Well, like Ruth, Abigail, another solid lady. I like her. Looking back on this day in history, a bomb exploded on this very day in 1986 at a discotheque in West Berlin, Germany, killing two American soldiers and a Turkish woman. American intelligence attributed responsibility to Libyan head of state Muammar al-Qaddafi and ordered a retaliatory airstrike on Libya. The April 14, 1986 bombing attack resulted in 37 dead, including Qaddafi's daughter. Nearly two years later, West German authorities arrested 27-year-old Christine Gabrielle Andrikite, charging her with the discotheque bombing. It is now thought the bombing was ordered by Syrian agents, and grave questions about justice being done have been raised. In spite of the best intelligence, it is not always possible to get the facts straight. That is one of the reasons God's word insists that we leave vengeance and getting even in his hands. All hell usually breaks loose when we insist on vengeance and retaliation. David wisely resisted the temptation to end his problems with Saul by killing the vulnerable leader. Rather, David chose to put his case in God's hands and not soil his own with the blood of God's anointed. Many years of suffering remained for David, but he stood steadfast in righteousness. The cold facts of his history reveal that David made the better and wiser choice. Looking deeper, we must never take the law into our own hands, but let God settle matters. David had ample opportunity to end his difficulty with Saul, but would not touch God's anointed. 
We cannot ignore evil but must confront it with a determination to do things God's way. David confronted Saul with truth, although the mad king would ignore it. Sin makes emotional wrecks of us, destroying our common sense and reasoning ability. Saul was obviously out of touch with reality. He continued to plunge downward. Even good-intentioned people can act badly at times. David had acted nobly with Saul, but furiously determined to kill Nabal when the greedy rancher refused to honor his commitments. God will send someone to help us from evil if our hearts are turned towards him. Abigail is used by the Lord to stop David from a sin that would have disgraced him. Let's pray. Help me, Lord, to always wait on you for justice rather than rushing in to grab it for myself. May I never be bent on getting even, but trust you to make things right. Amen. Saints, I'm glad you tuned in today, and I'm really looking forward to being with you in 1 Samuel chapter 26. May God bless you and keep you.